There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. One hundred one point nine Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg in the middle of of winter. I think it's a little bit warmer today, but welcome to all of you. Thank you so much for for joining us. Thank you for taking time on a busy Friday. Although it is getting a little bit longer than it was a few weeks ago to to listen to to us and and share some words of. Tehran maybe give us some strength, maybe give us some chizuk and encouragement during during this time because this is really, really what 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 we need when things are are difficult and things are challenging, and we're not sure where to go and who to listen to and which expert is is telling us the right thing, and and which what is fake news and what's not fake news. So obviously, always in 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 our Torah in our holy in our holy Torah, that's where we find the real MS. That's where we find the real the real truth and the real direction that can help each and every one of us to to uh, survive the situation and to know what to do, to know how to live our lives, to know how to direct ourselves, to know how to kind of uh, 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 fix our, our our focus and and our energy in 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 the right direction and in a positive kind of kind of kind of way. Let's begin today. Let's learn a a medrash together. A medrash on this week's parsha. The Torah tells us the beginning of Pasuk, of Perak Lamed Beis, Umikne Rav that the uh, tribe of Ruvain and the tribe of, of Gods, they had large amounts of, of cattle, very great numbers, and and they saw the lands of Yazer and the Gilad area, the Mikne. And this was a, a, a region very, very much suited for their cattle. And therefore, they went, they approached Moshe Rabbeinu, and they said, could we, instead of going into Eretz Yisrael, could we please have this area as, as, a, as our, as our inheritance, as, as our portion of land? It's, it suits us. It's good for our animals. We'd like to be here. Moshe Rabbeinu initially reacts with great Anger and really, really gives them what for? How could they abandon their brethren? What their brother? The rest of the Jewish nation is going to come into Israel and have to wage war against thirty-one kings, and and these two or two and a half tribes will be sitting pretty here on the on the uh, on the east bank of the Jordan, sort of chilling while everyone else is going to war. How's that supposed to work? So they said, No, 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 that's never what we meant. We didn't mean that we were going to just abandon the Jewish nation. No. We want to set up camp here and put our and put our uh, uh, our flocks and our wives and children set them up here and But our intention is we are going to uh, pick up our arms and, and get ourselves ready and we are going to not only accompany the Jewish nation across the Jordan and wage war against the enemies. No, we're going to lead the Jews into 
into battle, and we're going to remain there, we're not going home until the entire area that the Jews need to conquer in order to set the land is is captured and the Jews have settled down. Only then will we go back to our homes on the east bank of the Jordan and we'll settle down, we'll settle down uh, 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 there. And and to that, Moshe Rabbeinu agreed and said, fine, if you do it this way, if you lead the Jews into battle and you hang around until the land is settled, then fine, then you'll have the land of, of uh, on, the, on the eastern bank. Otherwise, if you don't fulfill that condition, then you'll have to come into Israel and you'll inherit together with everybody, every, everybody else. Yet, this sounds like a quite a plausible solution. This is a good land. We want to be here, but we're prepared to. We're not abandoning the 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 uh, the, the Jewish nation. We're not chasomding them to their own devices while we while we do our own thing. No, that that would be disloyal. That would be a renegade. That would be something that's truly truly condemnable. But they did. They did put their shoulder to the wheel. They did make an incredible contribution. And yet we find that. They are criticized. And in fact, they were the, they were told that they're the first of the tribes that were taken into Galut, that were taken into exile by, by, uh, by Sancheref. And it needs a bit of elucidation. How do we understand what it was that, that, uh, that they did, they did wrong? And how, of course, how does it relate to, to us? So there's a Medrash, it's a Medrash Rabba. In chapter 22, number 7, it's also in the Yalkut Shemaini, where the, it says, There was, was a lot of cattle, too, that belonged to Reuven and, uh, and to, and to gods. They were, they were quite, uh, quite, uh, cattleless, as they say. Um, so, um, oh, so he says, uh, there were the three great gifts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave in this world. If you merit even one of them, you, you've taken the most precious thing in the entire, in the entire world. What were they? First one is Chochmah. Wisdom. Zacha b'chachma. If a person manages to acquire chachma, zacha b'chol. Because, uh, 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 he then merits everything. When you have chachma, you understand. When you have intuition, when you have understanding of what it is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us, chachma, of course, means chachma satayra, understanding the insights of, of, of Hashem and, and of the world and, and what Hashem wants from us, then zacha b'chol. Then you have everything. If you merit a, a great strength, and again, strength may not necessarily mean that you're able to bench press 4,500 uh, uh, kilos while smoking a cigarette and, uh, you know, and, and talking on the phone, but uh, it, it, it means the kind of, 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 of discipline, of, of control that a person has to, 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 be the decider of what he's going to do and not let external forces or, 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 or his own desires uh, 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 sort of govern him and, and control him and, uh, and, uh, and make him do what, what they want. And so that's the second, that's Gevura. Zohar 
if you uh, uh, merit wealth, then you have everything. With money, you can, you can basically, uh, you're freed from so much worry, you're freed from so much, so much of the, of the, of the, of the insecurities of, of, of this world. You can, you can run everything. But, Amos, when is this? Bisman she'ein matonai shomayim. When they are gift to my Kaddish Baruch Hu, uboyis b'koyach That's only when you realize that these are gifts from heaven and they come. With the, with the, uh, strength of the, they come from the Torah. We know they're tempered. You understand how to use them based on, on, on Torah. But usually the normal physical strength and wealth of a human being ain't a klum. <coughs> it's, it's worthless, it's worthless. I lived in this world. Neither the fast ones aren't going to be victorious, nor the strong ones. Not everyone who's so clever necessarily has what to eat. Not all the big people with great deep in, with great insight necessarily have. Such wealth and the We don't know. There's no there's no guarantees in this world just because you have certain qualities and certain qualifications that you're going to get uh, 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 what you what you want. And Yirmiya says the same thing. He says, Al Yisalel Chokom We say uh, I will say it on, on Tishba morning, don't let our wise man Praise himself with his wisdom. And don't let a, a, a strong person praise himself because of his might. Nor shall a wealthy person uh, be so happy with his wealth. This is what you have to be happy about. To know HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And umatanas these gifts if they don't come from Hashem, siphon the pasuk. Eventually, they're going to they're going to uh, end from him. Shan Rabbanu saying, Chazal Torahs, Shnei Chachamim, Amdu Ba'Olam. There were two great wise men in the world. Echad Miso, one was a Jew, the Echad Miavdu Chachamim, and one was a a non-Jew. Achitoyfo Miso. Achitofa was a very, very great scholar amongst the Jewish nation. Ubilam Umasilam. And Bilam from from the from the from the Goyim. Ushneyim Nevdumilam. And they both were they both were destroyed. They didn't survive. The Chachma didn't help them. The Khenshnegiboyim Amdubailam. There were two incredibly strong people in the world, Echal Mishov, Echam Umasilam. One was a Jew and one was a non Jew. Shimshon Mishal. Shimshon was very, very physically strong person, and he was he was a yid. And and Goliath from the nations of the world. They both were were destroyed. There were two great wealthy people in the world. One was a yid. And one was an anji. Who were they? 
Kairach Mishal. Kairach was an amazing wealthy person. We discussed that a couple of weeks ago. And Haman from amongst the Jewish nation. And they both were, were destroyed. Why? They, they, there wasn't a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They grabbed it for themselves. So we find by these two tribes of the Jewish nation. They were very wealthy. They had a lot of cattle. And they loved their money. And they decided to stay outside of Eretz Therefore, they were the first ones to go into exile from all of the tribes. As it says, they were the first ones. What, what separated, what caused that, that they should go into Golas first? They separated themselves from the rest of Kaiso because of their, of their, uh, of, of their money. That's why it says, Mikne, Mikne Rav. So, it's a bit difficult to understand the Midrash. What does it mean? That, uh, that this was, uh, not a gift. From, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that they took it for themselves. How do, how do you understand it? So we're going to discuss this a little bit more, but let's take a break now. This is 101.9 High FM Soul to Soul. This is, that is the program. And this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. High FM, we're back on your radio here on Friday afternoon in Johannesburg. Thank you so much for, for joining us. It's really, we really appreciate everyone that listens and we even more appreciate any kind of feedback that you that you have, did you enjoy the show? Was it, uh, on your level? Was it, did it, did it land with you, as they say? Did it, did it, did it have some relevance? Was it too much this, to this, to that? Please let us know, because obviously you are the consumers and it's all being done for, <clears throat> for yourselves. So please let us know what you're thinking, as we always do at this point in the show, just to let you know exactly what are the important details for this coming Shabbos. This week's Shabbos is Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Matas, and Masay. We get a marathon of a double, of a double Pasha, probably the, the longest laning, sort of, I say single laning, laning, yeah, that way you just have one, one Torah reading in, in the entire, in the entire year. I think it's 244 Psukim or, or something like, like that. And it is the conclusion of the book of Bamibor, so it's going to be another chazak, chazak, uh, uh, a week. This is unfortunately the third, the third sefer that we're already finishing, uh, uh, outside of Shul because even by Yaakov Akude, the last Shabbos of Shmois, we already had closed, uh, most of the, most of the Shuls by, 
by then, but, but, uh, again, with, with endings comes beginnings, and, and that, that's what life is about. We, we move on, we continue to grow, we continue to, to move, to move, uh, to move forward, which is such an important lesson anyway of, of this, of these weeks, of these weeks, uh, uh, Parshish, uh, the important times for this Shabbos, uh, uh, candle lighting today is no later than 16 minutes past five. Five sixteen is the latest. It's already 10 minutes later than it was about a month ago. So in case you've noticed that we are definitely moving towards Towards the summer, the birds were chirping this early this morning. I don't know if you heard it. The birds were chirping. They're excited. Summer obviously is is coming, which means there's there's newness, there's freshness, there's incredible exhilaration and, and simcha in in the air. And we just have to tap. We just have to tap uh, tap into it. We don't, again, we don't have to wait that long. Already before four thirty, you can already get your Shabbos candles on and up. Why not? Why do we always have to wait? Till the last minute, you know there are always people that sort of uh, when you tell them there's a deadline. I, I know, I see in school you have a project, right? You give them two weeks to do it. There, are, you will find one or two kids that will sit down that night and and uh, and 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 do it. But most of them kind of wait until the night before and do an all nighter and bring it to you on time. But some, of course, well, they, they intend to do a, an all-nighter, and then, uh, you know, the printer isn't working, so now you're going to get it a day late at least. And then some that kind of uh, wake up, you know, sort of the day already at Stewart's, oh, yeah, I really should have done it. Let me maybe get around to to uh, to uh, to kind of uh, 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 doing it, you know. Oh, I'll wake up kind of, and then the boy of Shalom, I'll come sometime and, 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 and do it. Why? Wait till the last minute. Let's get our Shabbos started early. Such a beautiful, beautiful thing to do. And it shows. It shows our serious nefesh. It shows our caring about Shabbos if we really make a bit of a, of an effort. So, but the latest time is at 5.16. Shkia is at 5.34, which means if you want to daven Mayrev, and not have to repeat uh, Krishma. You can do it anytime after uh, eight minutes to six, five fifty, five fifty-two. Uh, as I said, tomorrow is Shabbos Chazak. It's also Shabbos Mavorchim. Again, I think it's the fifth already Shabbos Mavorchim that we're going to be saying at uh, at home. That Nisan Ir Seven Tammuz Av Rosh Chodesh Bez Hashem will be on Wednesday. Rosh Chodesh Menachem. Av, just one day on Wednesday, and that, of course, ushers in the beginning of the more severe nine-day uh, mourning period leading up to uh, Tishabov. Tishabov, of course, will be a week from Wednesday, a week from Wednesday night and uh, and Thursday, maybe a bit more about that uh, uh, next next week, just obviously the, the restrictions of the nine days. There's no washing of clothing there's no uh, a personal hygiene. One can have a quick sort of wash just to sort of keep one one clean, but no no proper bathing, no eating meat and and drinking drinking wine during during that time. And of course, all the normal restrictions of of the three weeks that already are in existence continue all the way all the way through till after till after Tishbab. Um, uh, the Haftarah for tomorrow will be the Haftarah of Pasha's Masay. Usually when we have a double Pasha, we read the Haftarah of the second Pasha, which we'll do this week, which is really the continuation of last week's Haftarah, the second chapter 
of uh, of the Nevoah, of the prophecy of of Yirmiyahu. Uh, and then I said, our Shkadish benching, uh, we're starting again. Uh, we'll start again with Perik Aleph this week. Start the cycle a third time. Baruch Hashem, we're to, to go through it even a, a, a third time. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.08. Eight minutes past six is the end of, uh, of, uh, of, of Shabbos. And, uh, unfortunately, and, and, and we move, we move forward. Lots of, uh, lots of exciting things happening this week. Uh, keep the notice board, all, all kinds of interesting talks and things that are available to, to, uh, to, uh, to inspire, to inspire us. But we're talking about them at the moment about the Bnei God and the Bnei Ruvain who seem to have defied with the, the Medr says that when, when, when wealth is, is, is not a gift from God, then, then, uh, it, it gets lost and you get lost with it. And, and the obvious understanding has to be that, of course, everything comes from Hashem. Everything belongs to Hashem. The money and the silver and the gold all come from, from, from Akash Baruch. There's no other way one can get it besides that. But one does have to realize that when we receive these things, we are, we are treasurers. We are a, 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 uh, apotropos. Our, our, our role is like a caretaker of, of, of those things. We are the, the investment manager of, of that money and, and we have the opportunity to, to use it. In the right way, then, then we're taking the gift of Akarish Baruch and, and, uh, and, and using it, and using it, uh, correctly. If, however, we, we chavevet our money, we, we love our money so much that we want to keep it close, close to ourselves, then that, that's terrible because then Hashem says, well, you're, you're no longer my trustee. You're no longer, uh, handling the money on my behalf. You're now doing your own thing. You're now too much in love with the money. You're no longer an employee. Now, now you're, you're becoming a boss in itself. You think you're about a boss over the money. Forget it. The money, the money can no longer belong, belong to you. And that's certainly in this, in this time, of course, you know, we, we think obviously uh, people are going through difficult, difficult situations and, 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 and financial uh, a duress due to lack of lack of income and and the whole the whole COVID uh, uh, a shutdown, but that certainly doesn't mean that we should completely turn off our our, our tzedakah reservoirs and, and and think that now nah, I need to keep all my money for myself that it's safest by by me because when we do that then then unfortunately we put ourselves in even greater in greater danger of of of, uh, of a kind of Raising the question, Shemayim, are, are we still worthy of being the trustees of our Kaddish Baruch to look after, to look after that money? Let me share with you a, 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 a story. The story was told by, uh, Rav Yaakov Moshe Spitzer, who was, uh, one of the, uh, directors of, of the, uh, institutions of, uh, Imre, Imre Shefer in, in Hanof. And he was very, very close. To his, uh, Rebbe, who was, uh, Rav Chaim Zaychik. Zatzal was one of the Ziknei, and maybe like the Nikiyadas of, of, uh, of Yushalayim a long, long time ago. And, uh, and, uh, and even in his, in his old age, he was a very, 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 he was, he was a very loyal, uh, 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 uh Talmud 
of of his Rebbe and and uh, and spent a lot of time with him. And it happened once that when uh, when Nebuchadnezzar Zaitchik came back from a a uh, urgent trip to to America. So Rabbi Yaakov Moshe saw that he was literally he was he was white he was he was pale he was he was he was weak and and he, and he seemed very very confused and and uh, first thing he thought was I better summon a, a doctor he never he needs a, he needs medical medical help but Rav Chaim uh, 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 relaxed him and said no no there's no need to call for medical. Help, I'll explain to you exactly the whole issue and you'll see why I'm, I'm in such an emotional, in, in such an emotional state. So he told him the following, the following story. It says, a few years ago, so I'm told him that, uh, I got one day a, a urgent telephone call from the office of the, of the King David Hotel. Well-known fancy hotel in in Yerushalayim, where all of sort of royalty uh, uh, stays, and and they tell me that there is uh, they have residents with them in in a, in in the hotel a certain person who is uh, one of the uh, tycoons, one of the wealthiest men in in uh, in in America. He's a he's a Jew, but he's an incredibly wealthy uh, American American Jew. That who's come to Eretz Yisrael for a couple of days, and the person on the phone said that this person would like to meet me. Says says Avzachi, he'd like to meet me urgent, urgently. So Rav uh, really wasn't interested uh, in in such a meeting, and quite politely, he uh, he turned down. The, the opportunities, what, what do I have to do with some American, uh, American tycoon? And, uh, you know, that, that, that he said to him, there are many other people that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, would maybe be better suited. And again, he got another call and said, no, you know, really, please, please come to this, uh, to this meeting with this very, very rich, uh, businessman. And again, Rochaim. Uh, uh, refused. He says, "I what? I what? 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 I have to do with these people? I mean, you know, my world is the the four amas of of Torah, the four amas of 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 halacha. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about business and business people. I, I don't want to get involved. But uh, they they uh, they phoned back a third time, and they said, "Look, this is really, really very urgent. We're dealing with a matter that involves huge amounts." Of, uh, of, of money that's, uh, who knows, you might be able to, to benefit from for your, for your moisters, for the institutions that you're in, involved in. So, Rav Chaim agreed to the, to the invitation and, uh, set out for the, for the King David, for the King David Hotel. When he got to this amazing, uh, uh, uh palace and he was shown into a, a special kind of, a meeting, meeting room, and he saw, amazed to see, that, yes, this was a real, a real businessman meeting. It was this, you know, fancy, uh, mahogany table in the middle of the room, and at the head of the table, sitting in a beautiful plush armchair, was the, uh, the wealthy person, the wealthy man himself, but, uh, he was flanked 
on uh, on both sides by men in black suits, very official-looking uh, uh, people, and the man introduced them as uh, as frontline lawyers from from America. And uh, what came out in the discussion was that this very wealthy person lives in one of the prominent cities in 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 America. And although he was incredibly, incredibly wealthy, so too his uh, his stinginess, I could say that way, was also equally well well known. Any time he was approached to give uh, any kind of uh, a contribution to any kind of a a stucker fund, he always refused, and uh, with always with the excuse he doesn't want to get involved. In, in argument. And he explains that, you know, in, in the way Jews, Jews work, can I know, whenever there's a certain kind of need, so you don't just get one organization dealing with it, right? You don't just have one yeshiva, you have many yeshivas. You don't have just have one stock organization, you have many stock organizations. So whoever approached him, he always said, look, if I'm going to, uh, if I'm going to give to you, so it's going to create jealousy, other organizations will feel bad, and it's going to cause machlekas, and thus, he managed to get out of giving money to, uh, to, uh, to anybody. <laughs> but, as he told Rav Chaim, <laughs> now he says, I'm getting, I'm getting old, and says, I see that, uh, it's coming near the time where I'm going to, uh, Go, how you say, so I'm not going to be here that much longer. And unfortunately, I don't have any children to inherit my, my, my fortune. So he says, I began to have pangs of a, of, of a, of a consciousness, you know, knowing that, uh, pretty soon I'm going to have to stand in, in, in the great, uh, the great trial before Melech Malchiam Lochem HaKodesh Baruchu. And uh, I don't even have anyone to say to say Kaddish for me. So therefore, he explains, I've asked for you to be summoned because I've heard a great deal about your honesty and and your integrity and and your greatness in in Torah. And I uh, and and he he said to Rav Chaim, I would like to donate all of my wealth. To, to, uh, to, to Tzedakah. And I'm talking about my, my cash, my liquid investments, my, my real estate, everything I want to give to, to, to Tzedakah. Hako, biko, miko, call everything that I have, I want to give to, to Tzedakah. So, uh, Chaim is very happy. He says, fine. No problem. No problem at all. Let's, let's sit down and, uh, and, and decide how we're going to divide it up. Let's, let's, let's get busy with that now. And then, yeah, we can certainly do it well. We, uh, there are many, many, many worthy institutions of, uh, of Torah in, uh, in, in Herzl and in, in Chutzlars. And we can certainly, uh, you know, divide it maybe some to yeshivas, some to, some to, uh, organizations of, of, uh, of, of Tzlaka. Fine. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's do it. But what do you need me for? Has, <laughs> Chaim. So, yeah, do it, do it right now. So the man says, no, 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 you don't understand. There is no way I am going to give away my money now 
to Tzedakah. Said the, said the wealthy man quite, quite, uh, 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 emphatically. As long as I am still walking on this earth, I want to keep my money very, very close to, to, to me. And only after 120, when I leave this world, and then I won't need any more my money, then I want, then I want to give all my wealth to, to, uh, to Tzedakah. And therefore he says, I asked to summon you so that I want to appoint you as my trustee and the one who's going to be responsible as like a, a, a an apotropos on all the division of all of my, of my money to institutions that, that, uh, that are, ter- that are total institutions and you divide it to the you know, the Torah institutions as 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 you see as you see fit, and he says I brought these uh, these uh, you know, these outstanding lawyers so we can sit down right now and 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 write a contract and do everything legally. We'll write a a a a, a lost will and uh, and and testament that can stand up in in court and and facilitate the distribution of all my money under your stewardship. To, to whatever causes are, 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 are appropriate. So when, when, uh, understood this, this, this amazing opportunity that he now was going to have this, uh, uh, this, uh, opportunity eventually to divide, we're talking about millions to, 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 to Tzedakah. So, right, he signs together with the wealthy person and, and the, and the, and the, uh, lawyer. On, on the, on the, on the last will and testament, on, 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 on the document. Few years passed, and now they got the news that this wealthy person, uh, had left, had left the world, and Rav Zaychuk was summoned urgently to come, uh, on a direct flight to, to America, in order to deal with the division of the of of the huge huge wealth as as uh, had been written in the in the in the tzavo. and he says that's why I had to go so urgently to to America to to uh, to deal with this and I came straight from the airport to the palace of this uh, Gavir in order to start organizing the division of the money as he had desired and as he wanted. But I got such a shock when I arrived there. And I walk into the room and sitting in the room are eight gentlemen with their black tops with, you know, a certain kind of decoration, uh, on, uh, on, on, on top of it. And they introduced themselves as father this and father that from various monasteries and, uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, institutions and, uh, uh, in the, in the, uh, in, in the town. And there was this, this lawyer, you know, the, the, uh, and, and, uh, and an advocate that was going to see that it was all going to be done. And, and Chaim was got frightened. Well, what, what are these, what are these people? Doing it? What are these uh, 
Sorry, these non-Jews sitting in and and waiting to meet him. What what do I have to do with with these uh, with these people? So he asked. So the lawyer began in his smooth way to understand that since Rav Chaim, you are the one who are is appointed in the will as the as the uh, trustee to deal with the with the uh, state, and you're responsible. Uh, uh, for the uh, distribution of of the money, so that's why we called you here to to execute the the implementation of the of the of the wheels. So it says, "Yeah, okay." Khan <laughs> says, I, "I know that, but uh, and that's why I've come." But uh, who are these people? Why why are they why are they here? So explain the lawyer. It's very very uh, simple that uh, these eight. Uh, 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 priests, and uh, they are the heads of eight different uh, 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 cloisters of, of, uh, of uh, monasteries, whatever it is, where, which train people to become, uh, become galochim, become uh, priests in, in, this, in this city, and they are the institutions that are listed in this will as the people that are going to be the beneficiaries of of the of this of this uh of this will. What are you talking about, says says uh says Jeff Khan. What are you talking about? The 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 deceased specifically said he was a, a Jew, a a a a a trustworthy Jew, and we spoke explicitly about the division of the money to Moista Satira, to 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 Yeshivas, to Footstock of Chesed and Chutzlords and in Israel. What are these Goyim doing here? What do they have to do with the with Moista Satira and Stalker? And all his cries fell on uh, on the deaf deaf ears, and what came to light was that that uh, 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 first-line lawyer, who was a non-Jew and obviously not very well inclined to Jews, um, when the Tzavo, when the will they wrote, was translated from Hebrew into English, to make it a fully binding legal document in America, so he took the liberty of translating the words Moistais Torah as institutions that study the Bible, which, of course, means that these institutions of uh, worship uh, also uh, 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 study the Bible, and therefore with legal legal uh, uh, magic, this uh, lawyer had managed to wrangle the document that all the money was going to go to these Bible bashers, these uh, these uh, these non non Jews who who study and and as as as, uh, as and as upset and, and and as if Chaim was that that this was happening in the guy had done all the legal work, he already had a court order mandating the distribution of the of the of of the wealth to to them and Rav Chaim ended up running away from there as fast as he possibly could and, and, and going and going home. He says, and this is why you see me the way I am I am today. We'll conclude in a moment. This is one one point nine high FM. Soul to soul, please don't run away. 
There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. We're back on your radio just to finish off what we started. So, Chaim Zajic said to his Talmud, this is why I'm so upset. This is why I'm so emotional. I have a heart full of of, of tremendous, tremendous pain that this Yid wasn't Zaycheh to to actually fulfill the mitzvah of Tzedakah at all. And he says, I asked him, please, that he should give it himself while he was alive. And he said, no, I can't. I can't be parted from my money in 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 do my lifetime it has to stay close to my heart until i until i die and, and therefore he actually lost out on on the schus of 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 supporting many many institutions of of uh, of of Torah which who knows you know that that money could have could have lasted for tremendous and he could have gotten tremendous tremendous schar for it and the add on says why wasn't this wealthy man merited to, to fill the mitzvah of, of tzedakah because his whole lifetime, since he never gave tzedakah and he had all the excuses why he couldn't give, didn't want, didn't want to get involved in arguments and only now when he was about to death, when he saw that in any way he's not going to be able to take anything uh, uh, with him because you don't take anything with you. In fact, uh, they said that when Rothschild uh, 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 was Nifter, he left in his Savar that he wanted to be buried in his, in his socks. And of course the Chavah Kaddishi refused to do so. It's not, not Minig to do that. And later on they found a letter from him saying he hopes that they didn't do it, but he only did it to show his children that you take nothing with you, not even a pair of socks does one take to the Oilam, to the Oilam HaEmes. That uh, you're not, and therefore, he, when he realized that he wasn't taking anything with him, then he wanted to, uh, 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 you know, posthumously get some, get some, uh, get some uh, merits after afterwards. But you need, you need schus, you need, you need to be able to fulfill mitzvahs, and, and certainly we should take this opportunity now that uh, that the Yeshua comes. You know, we say it in the in the Aftarah of a. Uh, of a of, of a fast day, we uh, we say that no shame Shabbos shimru mishpat vasud stalker, right? Dude stalker ki kroiva Yeshua si lavoi, because my salvation then will come close. If you want to be zeichin, the Hashem, the inevitable salvation that Hashem is going to is going to bring. Don't wait. Until you're in Oilam Haba to do mitzvahs, now, and let's, let's make every moment of every day count to, to, uh, to, you know, the, 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 the uh, the, the giving of stock as a guarantee for success in this world, success in, in the next world. Let's make sure that now, nowadays, especially everyone needs help, everyone needs stock. Let's open our hearts and our minds as much as we can and, and help other people. Let's just learn a little bit of halacha so that we uh, uh, don't go a whole week without doing something. So we're starting the laws of the halachas of, that are forbidden 
on on uh, on on Chalmoid. So again, the fundamental principle of the malachas that are permitted or forbidden on on Chalmoid, we said that there, there's sort of this in between status between Yom Tov and a a weekday, and some of the malachas are allowed on those days, and some are are forbidden. The Torah made made a point of telling us that. These are, that these days are, are, are days of Yontif. And, uh, yeah, both on, 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 on Pesach and, and on Sukkot, these days is Chalmoid. That on the first day and the last day, those are Mikro Kodesh Yelochem Komalech Savoid Leisasu. Those are holy days of convocation. And one can't do any Melacha that is Avoida. We said except for food preparation. But by Chalmoid, it doesn't say so clearly. That it's also to do do malacha, but since they are 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 found in connection, if they're, they're the meat on the sandwich between the days of of the of of proper yontif, so they also must fit into the category of being some some kind of level of nikroi kodesh. And we know that uh, if we read the last week's pasha, we bring karbonas to be in the karbonas of yontif on those. On those, uh, on those days, and therefore you definitely cannot work on the days of Chalmoid the way you would work during, during the, uh, the, the weekend. And, and it's brought, Chazal make, uh, learn out from various, uh, various psukim that you're not allowed to work on Chalmoid the way, the way, uh, you normally would. But there's a fundamental difference between the days of Yom Tov where any kind of Malechus Avoida is forbidden, as opposed to the days of Cholamayid, where some malachas are, 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 are forbidden. As a sort of a general overarching principle, we could say that on Shabbos, all malacha is forbidden. On Yom Tev, malachas avayda is permitted, but those malachas that we need for prepare, preparation of of food in the, in the sort of the, uh, in a normal domestic kind of setting for the purpose of eating on that day, that would be permitted on, uh, on, uh, on Yontem. Cholomoyed, Chazal forbade any kind of malach or any kind of action that is A, uh, has a lot of, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's cumbersome. It's, it's, it's regard, it involves, it involves a kind of a, a, a hard work. And they, and they're not necessary for the needs of, of, uh, of, of the Yontem or for some, uh, 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 concept that, that if you wouldn't do it, there would be an actual, an actual loss. And even though the, the, the fundamental concept of the, of the prohibition of Melacha on Cholamoye comes from the, the fact of its association uh, 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 with the Yontem and that, and that Chazal have sanctified the days of Cholomoyed also. So there's actually a, a machoikas in the Rishonim exactly how to define the, the exact definition of the days of, of, uh, of Cholomoyed and the, and the severity of doing, doing Molocha on, on, uh, on Cholomoyed is in fact a prohibition on Cholomoyed to do Molocha. Is that Isra Minatayra? Is it a biblical obligation or is it only only rabbinic. Many of the Rishonim bring down that to do 
proper work that is uh, that is really something that's going to take a lot of energy, a lot of time, and a lot of uh, 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 focus is prohibited even from the Torah. But if it's necessary, let's say, for the Yom Tiv or to prevent someone from losing money, what Talach is called the Dover Ha'avud, so then it's, it's, it's allowed. And, and Chachamim, as they often do, built protective barriers around what the Torah says, and they forbade even certain other malachas that might even be necessary for Yom Tiv or for Dabrava. They even limited, they even limited that. And you need to know that someone who does malach on Chalmoy against the decree of Chazal, so it's, he gets the label of Mevaze Samoyedais. He despises the, 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 the Yantav and the, the mission of it says he doesn't get a portion in, in, in Elam, in Elam Abba. Furthermore, Chazal says it's more in, in Psachim. Anyone who mistreats Cholamayed, it's as if he's serving, uh, Zara. And if someone does do any malacha, any forbidden malacha on Chalmoyed, he's not allowed to have any benefit from it. But other people who are not part of his family, they will be allowed to have benefit from work that he did, even though he wasn't allowed to, allowed to uh, 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 do it. And in, in the time when Bezden had the power to, to censure people for violating halacha, they, they, someone, someone who did malacha and Chalmoyed received a, a, uh, a fine, and uh, they would destroy what, whatever he had, uh, whatever he had, uh, he, he he had done. Okay, that it really is all about the time we have uh, this this week, and uh, as always, it's been a great pleasure uh, interacting with you and, and and learning some Torah together. Hope what we said was something that, as I say, that landed that that uh, it had an impression. Uh, 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 I think I think they were powerful powerful words, but as I said, we get ready now for beautiful Shabbos with the Shabbos Chazak and Shabbos Mavorchim uh, at the at the same time. It's actually quite interesting how often the Shabbos on which we say Chazak also is is uh, is Shabbos Mavorchim. Probably at least three out of the out of the uh, five Sfarim that we finish could very well be Shabbos. But that's a, 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 a material for another shear on another on another day. In the meantime, just take the opportunity to wish you all a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos together. Please stay warm. Please stay safe as uh, I'm sure many of you have seen the, the short video that went out by, by the, by the Rabbonim, which really, really hearing what the situation does at the moment, one really, really needs to be overly cautious, rather err on the side of of, of, of caution and chasram to stay, to please stay, stay healthy, stay safe, stay focused. There's so much Torah to learn. There's so much good things to be involved in. There's no time to wallow in anything else. We have, we have, we have work to do. And just to wish each and every one of you a beautiful, beautiful, good Shabbos. Please God, during the week, we should hear only good things. We should hear only, only simchas and all those who need Yeshua's, all those who need Rufuis, all those who need to be healed, should please God be healed in the coming hours, in the coming, in the coming days, so that all of Klai 
should be buriyam, mishlemah, should be healthy, should be well, and be able to serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu in any way we possibly can. And all together we say, Amen. Good Shabbos to all.